This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So here's the other thing you can do: run the ball. And I'm not going to go full Chris Russell here, uh, yeah. because never, never go full Rooster. I, I was, I uh, was ready for this. I was ready for this. We're going to have a great talk about. It. I can't wait. Here we go. Here's, here's my, here's my spiel on right. running the football for yesterday or for what Sunday, whatever. What's a day? Sunday. Yes. Running the football is typically a low risk, low reward endeavor. You yeah. have you. T- Interception rates higher than fumble rates. You're much less likely to have something terrible happen. Sack fumble even versus like a running back. You know, okay, yeah, you got a minus two big deal. Um, But it's low reward. So that's why offenses now want to pass the ball more. It's like, why would we average 3.7 yards or even four yards a play when we could average eight or nine passing the football? Sure. The problem with that math on Sunday was they were averaging eight yards a carry. So when you have a neural load problem with your quarterback you have an offensive line that is giving up some pressure like you got all the things that that can go wrong in the passing game going wrong and the math has changed so you have a higher reward running the football i do not understand why you do not lean on that part of your game more and you know help that potentially get to some of your play action get to some of your screen game that you can mix that in more as well there's just too much drop back that, that, at the end of the day, is like something I feel very comfortable saying. You could probably speak better to the alternatives yeah. to just the drop back stuff, but it certainly seemed like Sunday running the football, you know, 5% more, 10% more would have been a very, very good decision. So let's talk about this, man, because I think this is really, really compelling. And so one of the things about the first half of this football game is I think Buffalo came out and they said, like, we think you're going to run the football. So they came out in a lot of like single high eight-man box structures maybe not eight-man box but like you know you've got that kind of overhang player that's gonna it's more of a run support player than uh, a coverage player and so they did that and eb to his credit man did a great job of like calling passes and slowly and methodically like getting them out of it and you could argue that maybe game flow was another factor that that led to that so then when b rob comes out at the second half and it breaks off that big run gibson breaks off that big run and it looks like that they're like the best rushing football team in the nation it's because they're like in a 
distinct, very clear two shell. Right. Right. And so like there is this benefit of like throwing the ball early to run mm-hmm. the ball late. And so I think that's so important for fans to hear because I think there's this, we got to run the ball more. We got to run the ball more. And I think you are not saying this specifically because you said five to, what was it, five to 7% more, which I am fully on board with. Well, also, especially once they get in those seven-man coverage structures and they've got too high, like at the snap, they're inviting you to run it. And and I think that was the thing late in that, or later in that game when it's still 16-0. It's 16-0. The score doesn't dictate you need to go crazy passing the ball and make us stuff up quickly. But I think even because they didn't run the ball, like there was a sense of desperation. Like we got to make a play. Like we yeah. got to get it all back at once. And it's like, no, just keep running it. And also, by the way, your defense has been on the field a lot. Like you yeah. got to play that complimentary football. And that comes on Ron a little bit to get an EB's ear and be like, hey, man, we need, we need a, we need a blow here. Like yeah. help, help your, help your guys on the other side of the ball out. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not just like run the ball for the sake of running it. Correct. It's if you can get those looks where you should be running the ball based off of numbers and based off alignments. And by the way, it's working for you. One like the play before the interception uh, intended for Curtis in the in the end zone, the one that White gets. Yes. They have a a one yard run. They had just had fifty yards rushing on two carries earlier right. in the series. Don't let one bad run take you away from the run when the, the structure is still there to continue running it. Just trust well, that the next one's going to be good. Well, that's something that they, they did shift. <clears throat> Buffalo, they shifted to an eight-man box, you know? And so, like, it, it running is just math. It's like, yeah. it's easy math. It's like, if you've got six blockers, they have seven, not a great look to run the ball. If you have six blockers and they have six, run the football, right? And so, one of the things that stuck out to me is, is when you watch San Francisco, for example, they do not run the ball into bad looks because they have put a heaping amount of responsibility on Brock Purdy. He's canning stuff. He's checking stuff. They're changing the direction of runs. They've accounted for these safeties in a way that is very, very nuanced and specific. And so when I look at what they're doing with Sam, who, again, is a rookie quarterback in my estimation, that's not there. Like there was this play. I was a second and one. It was the play that Sam scrambles for the first down, right? It's second Mm -hmm. and one, right? They're in a two-safety structure. I am not a smart man, but I know that that post-quarter concept is probably going to be dead versus that, right? Now, to EB's credit, if they get in the right split and they get showed up where they're supposed to, it doesn't matter. You just check the ball down. It's easy. But I would love it if, if right there they were like, hey, man, it's two safeties. Let's have a pass. Can with a run. We could run like a little zone read on this beautiful six-man box and get the first down and not even think twice about it. Get them out of that structure a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And so... I think that's also something you get with a rookie quarterback and a play caller is you can't have all these layers. And that's never been like an Andy Reid thing. That's more of a Kyle Shanahan tree thing. It's like finding the perfect play. Sean's notorious for that. McDaniels is notorious. LaFleur, like all those guys, perfect plays. How do you get to the perfect plays? You have multiple plays called the quarterback's got to get to the right one, right? So I think that's part of it. But also I think like look at the Jets-Patriots game. Like everyone and their mom knew that the Jets were going to come out and run the football. And the Patriots were like, no, we're just going to put more people in the box than you want to deal with. And so it's not a tenable thing. It's not a tenable thing to run into those bad looks. Because, like, look at Derrick Henry on six of his 11 carries this last weekend, right? He's running into plus box situations. He's getting hit behind the line of scrimmage at three yards deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, I don't care how good the back is. Like, it just, the math isn't there. So what I would say is, can you evolve that a little bit to kind of say, when we get the good look, can we make sure that we're running the ball? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, can right. we have a play call? But can you almost really- automatically say we have from every formation? If I say if there's no other play canned or pick a different word, right? Yeah. If I go to our magic word, it's inside zone. Yeah. And like if we I get mean, that six man box inside, it's like in Madden. Like there's always an audible that you can call in Madden, right? You got the four four different buttons, whatever. And like that's not how it works in real life. Like it yeah. did for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had the entire playbook at the line of scrimmage. It was crazy. Did I um, tell you that like when I went to this is a little bit of a side. Maybe this is a five minute story, but like the um the when let's I was just save it for it. Let's take let's yeah, save let's it for it. a take five. Remind me, remind take me, yeah. five. Uh William, write that down somewhere. Take five, play calling Peyton Manning something. Yep, perfect. Um uh Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But so I don't lose my train of thought, uh, yes. and now everyone's got to listen to Take Five. Uh, but the uh, you know it, you can auto you can have one all yeah. the time, like you can run inside zone from every formation. So you know if we get that look, let's always run inside zone or whatever it is, however they want to handle it. It just there's got to be a way for them to take advantage of one of the best things that they've got going for the team. Like, and, yeah. and that's the other thing is like, how do you get the ball to your playmakers? Brian Robinson is a playmaker yeah. and, and getting him the ball more is a good thing for this offense. And so it's part that as well. How do you make sure that he gets his touches in advantageous situations? That's a way to do it. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I think you're being a little hyperbolic saying all the time, but like you right. could definitely yeah. lead it. You could definitely lead into that a little bit more, especially in this game where you're kind of, Again, you're going you don't need to be revving the throttle the whole time. You can slip it in a four wheel drive, especially like when the score is sixteen to zero. It's really like a two score game, you know? So I think we both see that the same way. And it's just you can't you can't run the ball for running the ball's sake. You gotta find ways to get them in the right looks and you see how effective running the ball is when you're there, you know, when yes. the looks are correct. Um, and so that's great. And I think EB earned that, you know, game flow earned that those good touches for B Rob and B Rob did a great job. Like, I mean, he was my player of the game, quite frankly, like breaking tackles, extending plays, really doing some excellent job from a reading the run standpoint. Um, but yeah, like, I think like on the goal, like the goal line is a great example. I think of running into a bad look, right? Yes. Got, oh, I like, hated that play call. Yeah. It's like, there's a thousand, like they're in goal line and you are in 12 personnel and you've got two guys like that. Like, that run is going nowhere. Well, so, I like, just don't. Why do often? I'm not going to go full Michael Phillips. Uh, Michael hates gun runs from the goal line in general. Yeah, but, I, high, but yeah. I, I, I hate gun runs from tight formations at the goal line. If you're gonna gun run it, spread them out. Like get yeah. guys out of the box. I remember we talked about this at some point last year because I remember having the conversation with Doc in the studio, and he was like, "Just get in goal line." And I was like, "Well." The idea of spreading guys out and making it a game of five on five versus yeah, a game of uh, eleven on ten—that's a good idea. Like get get DBs and yeah. get uh, you know as many linebackers as many people as you can away from the point of attack, and then it's less matchups that you have to win. Right. But no, that's not what they yeah. did. They like they gotten gun and bunched it up, and then Robinson's getting a slower start because he's not running from the dot. Like just get him downhill out of if you're gonna if you're gonna bunch it up, like. Put Alex. Alex Armour was up. Put him in there. Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. Chin someone. 
I will say a lot of teams now don't even have goal line personnel anymore. Because like if you think about it, you have to rep that however many times a week, you know, and it's you're just losing reps on stuff, you're gonna run more. So I'm not saying that's what they were doing. But I agree. Yeah. I don't I don't love that. But again, the one of the another reason I don't love it is because there's that you I think you had six uh, it was twelve, so there's they had seven guys at the line of scrimmage, right? Offense, commanders did. There are nine dudes standing there. Like, I don't care how good B-Rob is. Like, he's going to have to take two people on. Like That's the wrong end of a nine-on-seven drill. Yeah, it's it's not good. The numbers aren't good. So um, I think that just shows you, like, you need to make sure you're running into good looks, and you need a formation to get those looks correct. And I, I, don't, I don't hate the call because I think they're trying to get to, like, a lead look there. Now, Buffalo runs a stunt. We're getting off track here. But good numbers, good math, and I think EB has done a good job of earning those opportunities is what I'm saying. So, um, but... Yes, can you get to some of that stuff more? I think is the million dollar question. It kind of it kind of in, uh, coinciding with that question we had earlier, where it's like, how do you help them more in the passing game? Avoid sacks. This is maybe a feature of that. And again, there's so many ways to kind of do this thing and be a productive offense. Um, but you know, like what what it, what ultimately what does EB decide? Because he's obviously a smart man, and you know he's going to yeah. figure out the best solution. So, hundred percent. Um, all right. Anything else from the offense? Any other plays that we want to talk about? Um, I know there was one down there by the goal line where Jahan's like wide open that everyone uh, was posting. I, um, I don't remember. Um, I just remember like Jahan, Jahan is sitting left. I think it's, oh, it's the one oh, that he throws oh, over oh, yeah, Cole Turner's head. Yeah, let's that. talk about that one real quick. Uh, and then any anything else from the skill position guys that we should touch on before we uh, get to the defense? Yeah, so on that one, they're running like it's it's the same play that Logan Thomas scored a touchdown on. They've just form- formation it differently so that the receiver's running the dig and then um, Jahan's running the sit and then the third receiver's running the flat. And so I think everyone sees that and said, oh my God, look how wide open Jahan is, right? But the way that that nickel played that was really interesting because I do think that they had a better look. So first off, I think Gibson gets a little bit deep on that route. He gets to six as opposed to five. And then Cole gets a little bit short. So the window to throw the dig is like really muddy to that side. And yeah. it's it's pretty clean to the other side. And it makes sense because you've got guys who are receivers and they run routes for a living. Like it looks a little bit cleaner over there. The reason Jahan is so open is because number seven, the nickel. It's scored. crazy what he does. Yeah. So the second Sam looks to the right, he is like, bump it. Sam's not coming back over here. I am running over here. And he just basically clouds the whole window open. And I wonder if that's something like that Buffalo is coaching versus young quarterbacks or coaching in the red zone, like because he doesn't have time or he's not good enough or he's not experienced enough to get back over here. Just get over there and flood that window. And it works great. Like it's a great job by Buffalo. And so, yeah, it looks like Jahan's wide open, but it's he's wide open because of how they're coaching the nickel to get out of that zone. So I think like that stuff, like that's like freeze frame, uh, freeze frame analyst work. And it, yeah, like football doesn't happen in a freeze frame, right? Like, yeah, you stop 100%. that. You stop that after Sam looks right. He's going to look like the most open dude on the field, but that's not how football works. That's not how reads work. That's not how the pre-snap process works. Right. And great job by Buffalo coaching that nickel up like that. Here, here's your, but that is how, if Matt Ryan is back there, right? Like 14 years in the league, yeah. you know, Tom Brady, like with experience and lots and lots of it. Yeah all of a sudden the math's not mathing anymore. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. And then you turn back left and you're like, oh, there's my open guy. Well, the thing but, I think like even Matt might do is he might look right, just look right. And then to get the nickel to do that and then throw back, to, you know what I'm saying? Like he might right. do that on purpose, like to get right. that. You, you so, learn that's the cat and mouse game of, of yeah, the NFL right. at, at that level. But when you're in your fourth career start, 
um, you're just, and you're like, I, we got this play that I scored a touchdown on last week. You're yeah. looking at Cole Turner the whole way and you think you can get it in there. You realize you can't, you throw it up there and see if he can become eight feet tall. He can't. And, yeah. uh, you live to see, at least you live to see another down. Um, unfortunately they don't wind up getting in there, uh, which I can say confidently because they didn't get in at yeah, that's all. Great. That's great. Analyst work right there. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how the math works. Uh, anything else from the skill position guys, or you want to talk defense? Well, I think we can talk defense though. So. 